Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Uh, go ahead and pop the top, Cheyenne. Let's go. Oh, best sound in the world. It is. I love it. Welcome to the Men Who Mimosa <laughs> podcast. Episode number... Insert number here. Um, what's up? You're, you're okay. We were talking about your uh, gummies, or my gummies, that you consumed last night. Yeah. And you got a little uh, little hangover from them. Which oh, I, got, su- I got so high. It was <laughs> yeah. stupid. So just to just kind of back up a little background, I, I am a very light sleeper. Uh-huh. I'll put earplugs in. I got uh, the white noise going, you know. I do anything and everything I can just to eliminate myself from the world and <laughs> just get as much sleep as I can without being distracted, Yeah. right? And I had tried doing like melatonin, but I woke up groggy, Z-Quil, uh, prescribed stuff. You, I mean, whatever sleep aid is out there, I've tried it. And I've always been kind of groggy when I woke up. And then the marijuana became illegal, you know, recreationally here in Arizona. And I walked into one of those shops and said, what do you got? The... Gave me, you know, showed me the options. I said, let me try that one. 
And it worked great. It's the uh, WYLD uh, one-to-one ratio of the THC and CBD. You know, and I tried it. It was great. And um, something like a baby. You know, but now I've been doing it for a good number of months. So now, I'm, now I'm having up my dosage a little bit. And yeah. then at some point, I'm sure, you know, as bodies do, you build up a tolerance. I'm going to have to go to the doctor and try and get prescribed uh, or not. What, what is it? Like a yeah. card? A Pers- little- yeah, a medical marijuana card. Yeah, to where yeah. I can get like higher dosages of it. I'm sure that day is coming. It hasn't gotten there yet. So I still, you know, consume recreationally. Uh-huh. And I rave about these gummies. I just get a great night's rest every single night. And you've, and my wife doesn't really take them, you know, for the same reasons you don't. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody's got to be coherent if something goes down. The kids, uh, you know, something goes on, it happens with the kids or, you know, and you being a single mom, I mean, you're the only one that your kid can run to if yeah. something goes on. So you can't be as high as you were last night <laughs> if that happens. And the reason it was last night is because your kid's out of town, right? Yes. You're, you're uh, flying solo yesterday. You're like, well, I got to see what all the hype's about. I've been lacking sleep this week. Mm-hmm. Let's give it a shot. And I did. And it was no bueno. I had shocking to me. Yeah. And, you know, I've had like edibles in the past when I like when the doctors thought I had endometriosis, I was having like severe pain. So I tried edibles to try to get rid of the pain that didn't work. It was like a that was a bad experience, too. And then I remember the very first time I had an edible, I like projectile vomited everywhere. So like. I knew I didn't do well with gummies, but like you talk so highly of them. I was like, okay, well, maybe this one's different. Maybe this one will be different because it is like a different type of gummy. And so I was like, I'll try it. And I popped it in at about 740 by about 820. I went, oh, this is going to be bad because I could feel, you know, like when you hit that, that moment when you're like, you're drinking and your eyes and your equilibrium, like don't line up. So, like, you'll turn your head, and then everything kind of catches back up. That was starting to happen, and I was like, oh, gosh. You just felt like you were hammered or what? Oh, I felt so hammered. I had the, like, when you lay down after a heavy night of drinking, you start to get the bed spins. Mm -hmm. I had that for, like, six hours. It was horrible. So, I didn't sleep. My brain wouldn't shut off. I kept thinking about all of these things, and because I've been through a lot the last month and a half, and, like, little moments in time were coming back that were, like, shoved into my, like, my subconscious, Gosh. and I was like, shut up! Yeah, when I take them, man, I, I just kind of forget about everything. Yeah. I stop thinking about everything. And I just lay there, and, you know, sometimes, depending on my wife's mood, she try and does, you know, tries to do something, I'm just, I don't even want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to lay down and fall asleep. Yeah. That's all I want to do when I'm on those things. Well, I can tell you, the only benefit to this, I'm going to try to keep this as clean as possible, uh, that, that, issue was definitely not an issue you were opposite i was definitely the opposite i was laying there and there was nothing to be done about it i was just like oh this is awesome (laughs) that was the only benefit to it last night was it so good you tried again i mean yeah you had the bed spins yeah you woke up kind of hungover you know uh this morning yeah Yeah, it seemed like a a miserable experience for you but for that reason would you ever try i would maybe try a half of one i think i was just way too high when you have a special someone over, you're like, hey, I want to try this gummy. I want to try this gummy. Let's pop this, see what yeah. happens. I don't <laughs> Maybe. Probably. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, I love them. And the, the y, y, W-Y-L-D, Elderberry, or whatever. I mean, we get texts. Whatever, whatever we talk about, there's yeah. always texts that come in wondering what they are. Because, you know, sleep is a very important part of life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your quality of life is going to be much better if you're getting full nights of rest. And if you're not getting full nights of rest... 
you're short tempered and you just don't have you're not the best you you could be. Yeah, you know, definitely. So a lot of everybody's looking for the answer, the uh, the solution, you know, to to get a great night's rest. And these gummies have worked for me, not for Cheyenne, nope. but uh, they've worked for me, you know. So not clicking on all cylinders today over on that side of the console, but uh, it's okay. The podcast is just that. It's a podcast where you just turn the mics on and start talking. Yeah, you know and. You don't got to be... Uh, and what better day to do that when we're... I'm definitely not firing. Yeah. 100%. And what better day to do and ask us anything <laughs> than when Cheyenne's not firing 100%. She already talked about how turned yeah. into on she was. <laughs> you know, the, the one perk, the one positive <laughs> to take it a gummy was how fired up and on fire her, oh. her loins were. Oh, they were. <laughs> this is like a blaze of fire. I was laying there and I was like, this is not okay. Uh, it is, but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> I was so hot. It was just like, okay, well. Well, at least you know what it feels like now. No more wondering, right? No more uh, FOMO, uh, whatever the gummy conversation comes up. Yeah, definitely no more FOMO. Uh, But, yeah, we want to do an Ask Us Anything. Uh, Every now and then you see it on uh, Reddit, right? There'll be celebrities that'll go on there and do an Ask ask Me Anything, right? Mm -hmm. Put any question you want in the comments, and they may answer it. They may not. You know, maybe it's too personal. Um, So we put that out there on the air this morning. And uh, said, hey, you have a question, you have a nagging question, maybe it's something you've always wondered, you just haven't had the opportunity to ask, or maybe you're too shy to ask, or maybe you think it's too personal, or, you know, you just want to kind of take a peek behind the curtain here in the radio industry. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of the idea behind this. So we did get some texts, I know it was up on social media, some social media questions came in as Mm -hmm. well. So um, you can play the fifth once. Okay. Right. So you better save it. Save and, you, and you don't know what the questions are. I don't know what questions you yeah. have on that side either. So it's not like we've seen a question sheet and put a a check mark beside that question. So right. if you want to take the uh, play the fifth on the first question, you oh, can't gosh. do it on the latter one. So you got to kind of like gauge like, okay, Is it that's worth kinda, it? it's kind of personal. <laughs> but there could be something more personal <laughs> coming in later, you know? So yeah. You got to kind of play that game. Which is not always easy. So uh, let's start off with a pretty easy one that okay. I think you'll be fine with, Cheyenne. Oh Jesus! Uh, what size are Cheyenne's tatas? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm assuming they've seen them on social media, and you know, you just you you wonder, right? Uh, like, man, what what, what, what size broad is she wearing? Forty D. Forty Forty D. Yeah. Okay, so. D is what? Is like, the cup size. Is the cup size. Then and 40, 40 is around. It's around. Yeah. That's so weird. Why? I don't know. That, that To kind of think of, I, I like I couldn't tell you what my wife's is right now. Really? Like double D, I think, though. Yeah, I think she is a double. Yeah. Um, they used to be doubles. They're not anymore. They've they've shrunken a little bit. But it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Kind of shrink over the years, and you know, they, with as hard as I squeeze them, you know, the the, the fat cells just kind of like they just shrink up. You know, your wife's, um, my your wife's, wife's, yeah. Not mine. Oh, you're talking about your shrinking over yeah, the years? Oh, no, mine. I jumped into my wife's no. breast size, and then you threw no, out. No, I said mine used to be double D. Like I think oh, used they to shrank. be doubles, okay. but they shrank. <laughs> 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 yeah. Let's clear the air real quick. That's going to lead into another question here in a moment that came in. But yeah, no. <laughs> I'm talking about squeezing my wife's boobs. I'm a boob guy. Love boobs. Uh-huh. Love my wife's boobs. And uh, yeah, it's just one of those, like, I I don't know. I, I know they're big. But, and, and then, like, when you threw out, like, 40D, it's like, 
what kind of is there a sizing on men that has like a very similar like scale or no? I don't think so. It would just be the measurement around like your chest, but yeah, without the, chest the cup size. Yeah, because I mean, you know, you got, you got pant size, you know, thirty four, thirty four, whatever. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, women have the same way, right? Or or no? Yeah, you have the same pants, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, it depends See? on the brand. Some brands aren't like that, but. And that's so weird. Like, and and you just kind of threw the size out there willy nilly. Like, what if what if dudes' pants involved, you know, like a pocket for their crot, you know, their penis, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then you had What's to your like penis pocket size. <laughs> I know, right? There's yeah. no like private information. Like that when it comes to dudes. It's only yeah. like with women. And then women just kind of throw it out there because, you know, it's a natural thing. All women have boobs. Yeah, pretty much. That's why I don't really care too much. Yeah. I, unless you were like flat chested. Would you be self-conscious? Like if you had like... Uh, Couldn't tell you. I've no. never been flat chested a day in my life. But think about it. Like let's just say you were flat chested. I don't know. Because like you take somebody like Kate Hudson who has literally no boobies and she doesn't care. Or Kelly Ripa. But I mean, yeah. like if you're in front of them and ask them their breasts or their chest size... They'd be, they'd be like, just tell you? They'd like, be like itty bitty. Like, what would it be? Like, like yours is 40 So there's would be so it'd A's. Be, A's. So it'd be what like, it would be. But it could be like a 40 A. Yeah. So it's just a measurement around the uh Yeah, they'd the have to be really okay. big ribbed, though, to be a 40 <laughs> A. <with> big ribbed. <laughs> super big ribbed. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like somebody like that would be self-conscious about that. You, you know, would not think, want to say but anything. But I think that like once you get older, it's something you've dealt with your whole life and you just find yeah. your own self your own like self-confidence. Um just like women with massive boobs. Women with really big breasts get really self-conscious about it because they're so big. Wouldn't you be proud of that though? Not everybody is, but also like if you develop really early, you'd be surprised with how mean boys are. Yeah. Like in middle school if you develop early. I have I have a girlfriend who had to have a breast reduction. I think her senior year of high school because they were so big and she just got made fun of well, it's all of the, the time. Uh, the back issues? The back issues. She just got made fun of. Like as much as, you know, puberty boys love boobs, yeah. they're mean before that where yeah, that's concerned. It's crazy like how big of a boob guy I am, but I don't recall. The moment like, when? <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't recall the moment when like the light switch turned on. <laughs> you know, because in high school, I, I just don't remember women with big boobs and, and and being into that yeah you know in high school and you know trying to get a glimpse do you think it was warlords. like it was like the first base that you got to and that's why like the when you think about like your first experience with a woman yeah. i don't like know. you went straight for the boobs for whatever reason and that's just like what it, what it was I'm trying to remember my first experience because i i was a late bloomer and i was late into the the game like i didn't get laid for the first time until I was like 21. Oh. I know. I was getting divorced by then. Oh, I know. <laughs> and that, well, not at that time of the year, but the same yeah. age. Yeah, yeah, same age. Yeah. That's funny. Um, But I was a late bloomer. I always thought I had a little wiener. You know, and I, I remember one of the gals that I uh, that I got with, you know, I just refused <laughs> to put my wiener in her. <laughs> like, because I thought it was, she would make fun of me for how small it was. So. <laughs> <laughs> or how small is, I thought it was. Is? You know, is, well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't whipped it out next to other dudes and measured and compared, you know? Yeah. I mean, it could um, be. You never know. But no, I thought that. I mean, obviously, you know, it can't be too crazy small. I, you know, and when when I finally became sexually active, I uh-huh. mean, 
There were some women that came back for more. <laughs> a little bit more of that. When, I mean, your wife yeah. stuck around, yeah, so clearly you around. did something right. Yeah, but she only she had, she was kind of almost a virgin when I dated her. Aww. So I mean, she had nothing to compare it yeah. to. So I mean, I could be the biggest guy on earth, for she knows. She has, you know. <laughs> I don't know. This conversation took a right turn real fast. <laughs> well, it's just because I'm flashing oh, back to my early funny. life, man. I was. It, it took a while. That's you know, sweet. For. Uh, for me to get it for the first time. But yeah, I was like 21. Good for you, though. I think that that's pretty fantastic. Well, I mean, if I had, if it was my choice, it would have been a heck of a lot earlier than that. So don't be <laughs> congratulating me because there's nothing to congratulate. It's not congratulate. like it was a choice that you it had It was made. on purpose. <laughs> it wasn't like I was waiting until I was 21. That's just what the world presented that, to you. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't get it done prior to that. You poor thing. I know. I'm still trying to remember who the first one was. I'm sure like all women know. Oh, right? Yeah. I mean, it's such a special moment for women. But for guys, it's just such a yeah. willy I mean, it can't. It's, it should be. It's not always that way. But yeah. yeah. And all of that just because somebody asked what size of Cheyenne's Tatas. I know. All right. Uh, Moving move on. on. To the next one. Um, where's the one? Just because it... We kind of referenced it when I was talking about squeezing boobs, and you thought oh, I was I've talking about I've, your boobs. Yeah. Well, it sounded um, weird. Yeah. Somebody had asked, "Where is it?" Oh, here's one. Did uh, text of the four eight zero? Does your wife get jelly of Cheyenne because you guys sound more than friends? Oh. We sound more than friends. Well, I mean. We're like Photos. best friends, though. Yeah, like, no, we are. Yeah, you know, we're we're coworkers, of best friends, mm-hmm. right? And we've referred to each other as shovel buddies before. Yes, right. Yep. You know, if something goes down, I know to destroy Cheyenne's phone. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> it's insane with Cheyenne, even though you know, maybe on a married guy, there's not much on there. Yeah, I think it's more so just like the the weird thoughts and things that I put on my notepad. You know, because yeah. the I first do. thing I would do is delete your note. Well, I would copy and paste it, send it yeah. to myself, so I can laugh at all of it. But yeah. then- <laughs> there's, there's things in my notepad, you know, like because I mean, I wouldn't mind uh, being a stand-up comedian or dabble dabbling in that, uh-huh. right? Because I think that would be kind of fun. So you know, I have a lot of um, notes that I've written over the years that could possibly be a joke, right? Right. Um, let me see if there's any. Uh, like this one, I feel like there's something here. Like this is like when uh, my daughter, my oldest daughter, Kaylin, when she was probably like three or four, right? And what are the the ideas? There's no joke here yet. It's just a premise. Okay. Kids figuring themselves out. Kaylin finger up her butthole oh, feels funny. I remember that? <laughs> yeah. She was taking a bath, and I walked in, and she had her finger up her butthole. And she goes, Daddy, this just feels funny. Uh, yeah, because it's not supposed to be there. <laughs> See, there's something there, right? Yeah. There's got to be a joke there. So there's yeah. just lots of little things in here. And a lot of it is self-deprecation um, for, of things that I experienced that I was made fun of right. uh, growing up. Um, Like uh, the time that I tried to sleep naked and I woke up humping the pillow. I'm sorry. I feel, I feel like Hold there's on. a joke there. <laughs> Don't. That is something that you I can't just speak out loud and then bypass. I know, but it's 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 the seedling of a joke. That's all it is. Yo, you, Come back. All it, I don't ever sleep naked, right? right? Typically, it's a t-shirt and underwear. Okay. So the one time I was like, let me let me give this a shot. <laughs> I don't know if it was just the way the sheets were hitting my private area or what, but I woke up humping the pillow. <laughs> How old were you? When was this? Um... I was living with my parents. I do remember that. 
So it would have been uh, late teens. Again, I've never had sex. You know, I, all I had seen were uh, Girls Gone Wild videos, which were innocent as all get out, except for the, you know, the tatas. Yeah. Naked tatas. Oh, that's funny. Um, yeah. I just, I, I just remember waking up. With the l- pillow between my legs and me just thrusting into it. <laughs> um, you know, and I write, okay, here's another one. Okay. So these are just seedlings, right? I, yeah. I don't know where it could go or what it, what the joke sounds like, but they're things that I experienced throughout the course of my life that I think is unique, right? Uh-huh. And like this one, just don't make fun of me about oh, this one. Oh, I'm going one. to. So I've, I've told you before I was a late bloomer. Uh-huh. And I was a chubby little kid. Right. And I remember... Um, I'm trying to remember the, I'm trying to think of the best phrasing on this so it doesn't sound, oh, so it makes it. sense, just right? say it. So late bloomer, chubby kid, and when puberty and pubic hair started growing, <laughs> okay. it starts initially, maybe you know this because you got boys, Cheyenne, it starts like at the base of the wiener and they're like, they're, 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 it's not like, like facial hair that all grows at once, right? right. On the. On the patchy. at least with me, well, it wasn't even patchy. It was just like, um, like a twelve-year-old trying to grow like some chin hair, right? There, it's just like it's it's spread yeah. apart. It is long and stringy, mm-hmm. right? So at the base of my wiener, under <laughs> the fold of fat that's down there, okay, I had like five hairs growing uh-huh. down there, and I thought that they weren't growing as fast or in. In multitude and in, in mass quantities, because of my fat folded over the top Aww. of them, right? So I took duct tape. <laughs> you did it. And I, my, I pulled the fat up so that my hair could breathe. <laughs> that was my mindset. <laughs> I'm dead. So, oh my God. I went to bed like that. I went to school like that because I needed to make sure that those five hairs could breathe so that their friendly companions could come in right next to them. Not how it works. It's not how no, it works. But at all. in my early teens, Cheyenne. Oh, that's so sweet. Mm, Aww. When I had a hemorrhoid and my wife was putting the pellets up my butthole. Oh. Um, She's a good lady. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a keeper right there. Yep. Oh, dude, I, there's so much. Like, yeah. And then, I mean, there's some that, you know, I'm not ready to say out loud right now, but I mean, that's the reason why this needs to be destroyed yes. if I ever. And that's die. why that is on me. <laughs> so, to answer the question, does, my wife does your wife no- get mad? Uh, does about- she get jealous about how close we are? No. Well, I'm sure. I mean, she can't do anything about it, though. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, it's you and I. We're in a small room, mm-hmm. 12 by 12, pretty much. For five, six hours out of the day. Yeah. And then we're in contact all throughout the uh, the day. And then we're at events together. We're doing things, you know, L.A. Uh, she came with on the trip to Hawaii. I mean, there's there's work trips that we do. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure there might be a little bit of jealousy there. Yeah. You know, if, if, she, if the rules were reversed and she was hanging out with a male companion all the time, yeah, I'd probably be a little... A little yeah. jealous. But, like, I hope that, the, like, I would hope that there's nothing that, like, stands out that's, like, you know, yeah. where she would get jealous. Because I don't, no. like. There's no reason to. And there are some no. times where, like, I'll text you. I'll be like, I really hate to bug him because I know he's with Emily. But, like, also, this is really funny. Well, and there's a lot of, like, <laughs> uh, behind the scenes, like, 
adult humor yeah. and memes and stuff like that, yeah, yeah. that a lot of times I won't even text it to you because I don't want anybody to accidentally get the wrong idea. Yeah. We just have morbid senses of humor and, you know, and we both laugh at stuff like that. It's funny. We're Poop like jokes. Yeah, we're, great. we're kids. Yeah. We are literally teenage boys. So rather than have that evidence at any, like, somebody thinking something they shouldn't because nothing, you know, is going down. Instead of having that evidence on the phone, I just show it to you in person yeah. here in the studio. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to send this to you last night, but yeah. I didn't think it was a good yeah. idea. Yeah, I didn't know. I, just in case somebody got the wrong idea because they happen to overlook, overlook yeah. on your phone, you know? Yeah, 100%. And vice versa. You know, she's not one that goes through my phone, but I don't want her to accidentally get the wrong idea based on a meme that you sent me that yeah. was funny. Yeah, and you know? like that's that's just us being considerate and me respecting and you respecting and all all the respect. Um, let's see. Text to the 480. What happened to the show? I'm assuming they're talking about the segment. What happened to the segment when you called to see what happened on a date? It was so funny. That was the, uh, um, oh, blown off, blown off. <clears throat> yeah. And, uh, somebody would reach out and be like, Hey, I wanted a date, but the person never got back to me. Can you guys call and see what's up? And then we go, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was always just the craziest reason why they never, uh, went on a second date. Yeah. Or just like dumb little reasons, and you're like, are you serious? Yeah. Really? There's one, like she went went into the freezer and saw he had like frozen his dead cat or something. His, yes, cat! Yeah. That's right. I do miss that segment. Those were- uh, It's just, you know, sometimes- Good stuff. Uh, depending on the time of year, we just decide yeah. to try new things. And that's kind of what it was. You know, yeah. it got shelved. And maybe we got to bring it back around. We'll see. I do. I did like blown off. It was fun. Yeah. It, it allowed me to yell at people, which I love. Text the four. You know, how do you guys have time to do your normal work hours plus the podcast? And that, <laughs> and that kind of goes along with another one that came in about uh, you guys must get up at an odd godly hour. Do you take naps? You know, it's kind of on the same yeah. token, same vein, I guess. You know, um, I don't know. Maybe we walk through our day. Yeah, we can walk through um, our day. My alarm goes off at 240 in the morning. I get up, I <laughs> I have a uh, a protein cookie and some pre workout. It's a yummy breakfast. Oh yeah. Well, breakfast I gotta have some. Substance. I gotta have some substance. You know, you, you take do. a you take that massive amount of um, a caffeine in the pre workout without any food in your stomach. Oh, you'd be feeling that. I love pre workout on an empty stomach. You really? Yeah, I do. I'm gonna throw up. Oh right? no. Oh no. But I also I eat during my workout too. Like I have like mid workout snacks. Yeah. Uh, like goldfish. <laughs> So I'll just like, I have goldfish in my gym and I just like- You work out for so long, you got to have a break. You yeah, just snack. Much. Yeah. That's <laughs> pretty much what it's like. Yeah. But you worked out in the afternoon though. Like I'm mm-hmm. waking up, I have dinner at 4.30 and I'm waking up on an empty, full on empty stomach. Right. Like when you go, you've already had breakfast. Yeah. So there's something still digesting in there. So it's not fully empty. Yeah. yeah. So I take that cookie, do the uh, the pre-workout. I get down into the garage at about uh, three, um, get on the elliptical- do the workout thing, get a sweat on until uh, about um, 4.20, take a shower, eat breakfast for real, grab all my stuff and head on into work, get here at 5.30, do the show. Depending on what time we get out of here, if I got time for a nap, I'll take one. Oh, yeah. We're big. We're both big fans <laughs> yeah. of naps. Yeah. You got to. Yeah. You got it. Just to, and then just to have that separation because then- the the planning for the next day's show begins in the afternoon, mm-hmm. you know, and, and a lot of people are like, why don't you just do plan for the next day's show after the current show? I got to have separation. We gotta, I, they, yeah, you have to take a break. Like there, what a lot of people don't understand is that like when we do the show, 
there's this thing that we call being on, you know, and your brain is constantly moving and you're constantly having a conversation and keeping mm-hmm. that up. That gets exhausting. Yeah. And you have to have a break or like the creativity doesn't flow. Yeah. Like you could literally see a to- like a topic and, and on a normal day, you'd be like, idea, idea, idea. But if we were to do it right after the show, it'd be like, no. No, it just it should get out of here. Yeah. So, well, and then part of that, too, is the studio's a bunker in the middle of a old building downtown Phoenix. There's no windows to the outside world. None. And the AC's blasted in here all day. Yes. So it should get out of here. Just a thaw. Just a thaw <laughs> out a little bit. I would step outside and just sit in the sun yeah. for like five minutes. <laughs> and it feels so good. <laughs> it does. You know? And I don't even start my car anymore. Like, like normally, do the remote mm-hmm. start, get it cooled down? No. No, I sit in my car and let the heat thaw me. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it is freezing. And no wonder why we're itching to get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're in a bunker and it's freaking cold. Yeah. All right, so we want to get out of it's here. It's uncomfortable. Just separate it and then shift focus to the next day's show, and that's mm-hmm. what happens every afternoon. Yeah, you know, and then dinner time around four thirty-five o'clock, and I'll probably watch Below Deck for uh, about an hour or two, unless there's sports on the TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I take my gummy about six thirty, six forty-five. And then by about 7.30, man, I'm just in my own little flying on cloud nine. (laughs) Feels so good. And then I'm out. Yeah. And then uh, 2.40, the alarm goes off again. Right. You know, so I mean, that's, you know, and then like on today, you know, it's 10.53 in the morning right now. So we're we're doing the podcast, you know, and we're going to try... We haven't been consistent on this mm-hmm. thing, you know, because, I mean, this text or reference the podcast. Um, we're hoping to do it weekly on Thursdays. We're still trying to figure out meeting schedules. And, I mean, there's a lot of moving parts and things we want to do. But because we have other obligations and meetings and other things, we can't do certain things. So we're trying to figure out a schedule that works so that we're consistent. Yeah. You know. But it does. Like, we, you know, the podcast is important to us. We like it. And we make time for things that we like. and. Yeah. You know, if we have to skip one thing to do another thing during the day, like we, and that was that was the one that's thing what we do. That was the I think that was management's idea of uh, I know how to make a consistent podcast. Let's name it after booze and have them open a booze bottle at the beginning of every episode. How well did that work out for? That worked out great. <laughs> you heard us pop the champagne earlier. Love champagne. Yeah. Oh, it's my favorite thing it's in the good. world. Mimosas are good. Speaking of that, oh. somebody asked uh, what your favorite brunch spot is. Um, Been to a good number of them. They haven't all been documented like I used to do. <laughs> kind of got away from that. Um, Was it Daily Dose? Hang on. Where was it at? It was over in Tempe. Because um, there's some that, oh, no, you know what? Brunch Snob yeah. is pretty good. That's the one that... Uh, after my wife and I had brunch there, we Ubered Ikea <laughs> and then walked over to the hot tub store. We ended up with a hot tub after yep. that brunch, yep. you know, uh, that one's cool. Cause they got the bottomless mimosas, so a brunch snob. And then also a uh, daily dose is the, uh, the name of the brunch spot. It's over by, um, oh, what is the, where we, um, by what's that Louis? um, oh, bar Louis bar Louis. So it's not in that same complex. It's kind of over. It's in that area. It just serves daily dose in that area. I yeah. think they got a few locations. But that's another one. You could pay for the bottle, Ooh. right? And then they just bring the bottle. I think it's bottomless, and they just give you a new bottle. Uh, daily dose, they just kind of kept filling up the um, the stein of the craft uh. or whatever. But, I mean, there's some, you know, first watch is okay. They give you a little bottle of uh, bub- um, 
of your own champagne. Little yeah. bottle of champagne, but it's a good. It's barefoot, barefoot mm-hmm. champagne. That one's good, but it's not bottomless. Yeah. You got to pay for every tiny little bottle. So I'm I'm okay with paying like twenty five, thirty dollars each to just pound mimosas for two hours in the morning. And that's that's our my that used to be the activity that my wife and I used to do on Fridays. Until she ruined it. Until she ruined it by breaking her ankle after the George Strait concert. So now we uh, have been off of our routine and. Um, it's just rude. She should have thought about that before she divorce, broke her ankle. Should, yeah, and totally. She divorced her for it too. <laughs> okay, yeah. that's aggressive. What's your uh, what's your go to? What, what's your daily routine? Uh, about- my daily routine. Um, I get up at about three thirty. Um, I get up and I take a shower and I get ready. Three thirty. What's it like sleeping in? <laughs> It's quite nice, actually. The extra hour is fantastic. I do. Here's here's a little inside to me, and you're gonna hate this because you are not uh, an alarm clock snooze button guy. Like you have one alarm and you get up like a weirdo. Well, how do you? I mean, you hit the snooze button, you're not going back into a REM sleep. You're just wasting time. You're a freak of nature, is what you are. Okay. (laughs) Um, I actually set an alarm for two forty five. And with the hopes of if I've had enough sleep, I'll hear my alarm get up and I can go downstairs and work out. <laughs> but I never But you never do. Do you always just hit the snooze button. Sometimes I do it about once every couple of weeks. I'll get up. I'll like if I've slept really well, I'll get up and I'll go downstairs yeah. and get like a, a cardio workout in. But generally yeah. my alarm goes off at two forty five. I shut it off. I get up at three thirty. <laughs> Just imagine, like, if you didn't have the 245, how great that extra 45 minutes of full-on REM sleep would be. But I like to convince myself the night before that I'm going to get up and be productive in the morning, okay? See, but you have to do it. I mean, Monday through Friday. I don't take any days off during the week just because getting up, getting the blood flowing, watching the news, and the breaking news scroll, and things that happen overnight, and just kind of getting a jump on the Mm -hmm. day just really gets me in the right mindset. Right. And I can't allow myself to... To sleep in, yeah, and set it. And there's days where we do have events during the week, um, and so I don't get to bed till like nine or ten, and that'll be that. That's and that's rare, but that'll be the one time that I don't get up at two yeah. forty. See, I think that's why it's so hard for me to get up at two forty and like get up and work out is because like with the kids, they like don't go to bed at seven thirty like your kids do because I don't go to bed at seven thirty. So I'm going to bed after you. Mm-hmm. Trying to get up at the same time you get yeah. up is not always the easiest thing. But once you get into a routine, I mean that's hey, a good. That's so a good. Real quick though, my I'm sorry to interrupt you. My my kid is calling, and your he sh- yeah he shows up today. Um, is he going to say the plane's canceled? Flight's canceled. Which would be like I don't know. It's going to be per the usual. Hi. Hi. Hey, you're on the podcast. Say hi to everybody. <laughs> Hi! <laughs> I love how you got louder. I know. Are you excited <laughs> to get here? Yeah. So much enthusiasm. Thank you for the details. <laughs> okay. Well, I have to finish this. I'll call you back. <laughs> I love you. Bye. He calls me and he keeps the phone down here, so I'm looking at his oh, chin. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I, what do you Why? Just call me on. If you're not going to set the phone it. up like this, then like. Don't FaceTime. Just don't call, fa- just call yeah. me. What? You didn't even ask that it was an emergency. No, he's fine. <laughs> I'm sure he was just calling. Just be like, I'm, I'm ready. Oh, uh, okay. He usually does that. He's excited. He lives with his dad up in Washington State. Yeah. So he's down here uh, a few times a year. Yeah. Three or four times a year. And summer break's always the longest one. So here Six you go. Six weeks. Yep. Six weeks. We're excited and ready to go. Anyways, yeah. what were we talking about? <laughs> Sorry. Um, routines, you know, yeah. and then I mean, you've tried and you can't. Yeah, it's just not. Yeah. It's not. You know, I love, I love working out in the afternoon because it like gives me that big high of energy. Because I also love like post workout naps. 
So it allows me to really. Go, oh, yeah. yeah, I don't understand how you do that because I mean I take pre workout and um, I can't. I, like caffeine, I have to. I can't consume caffeine after one o'clock in the afternoon yeah. because when I go to bed at seven, even with the gummy, mm-hmm. the caffeine will mess with me. Uh-uh. I'm so sensitive. But to see, caffeine. here's the difference. How long are your workouts? Hour and a half. Hour yeah. twenty. Mine are two and a half, three hours. That's the difference. So you're saying it burns all off by yeah. the time? Uh, yeah, because by the time I get to like hour two, I'm yawning. And I'm like, oh, I'm not even done with my workout yet. Well, you used to go to EOS a lot and, mm-hmm. and you know, other gyms, but then you got your own house and now you have something in the garage, you know, yeah. you have a setup in the garage. Um, has it gotten too hot yet? No. Have you gotten to that point? It's like, no. Um, no. I have a I have a fan that sits right next to me too, so it keeps the air circulating. The airflow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think helps a lot. Um, but I love the sweat. Like I'll put on a like a waist trainer belly band and I just let my core just heat up and yeah. sweat and it feels so good. I love but we it. We have yet we haven't gotten to the the nights yet where it's night doesn't get cooler than ninety. Yeah. And then it's like 110, 115 outside. Yeah. And I mean you know, maybe you'll invest in a uh, in a little air conditioning unit for out there. Who knows? You yeah. know, just get get some sort of cool air relief. You know, when I first started working out in the garage, because I've been doing this for a couple of years now. Uh, I haven't been to a gym in a, in a while, in a minute. Uh, I used to go to Anytime Fitness down in Scottsdale on the way in. Oh, that's right. Remember that I before I had the, uh, the whole garage workout thing? Yeah. So I'd, I'd wake up and I'd consume the, uh, the pre-workout on the way to Anytime Fitness. Uh-huh. You know, and I loved it. I was the only one there, you know, that bright and early in the morning and then getting the workout in, showering, and then uh, and then coming in. But it's been a minute. But when you go to the gym, you got air conditioning. You do it in the, in the garage. It's just stagnant air. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. And it's fine from, like, November to June. It's it's decent. Mm-hmm. July, August, September, which you have yet to experience, when 110 outside didn't get below 90 degrees at night. Yeah. It's just so hot. You just want some relief from that hot air. Yeah. So... I have a little AC unit that is in the laundry room. So my laundry room is right outside the garage, and it's got a little window in the laundry room. So I put the exhaust tube outside the laundry room window, and then I drag the AC unit. It's one of those ones with <laughs> wheels underneath. Yeah. Into the garage, and I so the garage door is still kind of propped open because of the tube, uh-huh. the exhaust tube that's going out the window. But you know, the garage door's open like four inches maybe for uh-huh. that tube. But just that little cool air. Is uh, is enough? Yeah, you know, and I and I feel like you're gonna get to that point. It's just I I know you want to sweat it out and stuff like that. It's like hot yoga mm-hmm. or something, but I feel like at some point in the middle of the summertime, you're gonna it's gonna be so stinking hot out there in your garage. I mean, it probably will be at some point, but also I have goals, so I'm gonna have to make I'm gonna have to figure it out. Like I can I can because I don't lift enough weight right now with Olympic lifting, I can take it like upstairs to my loft. And still do the majority of what I do yeah. in the loft. It's just okay. Well, see, I, I can see you doing that, but I mean, but I mean, you know how? I guess if you stay hydrated, yeah. I mean, you hear a lot of these people trying to hike Camelback. You oh know, in yeah, the middle of yeah, summertime, yeah. And they're being taken down on stretchers and and dying of heat exhaustion and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's something you kind of got to be careful with too. Oh yeah, no, I down water. Yeah. I and like I'll go inside. Luckily, like the door to the kitchen is right there, so like I'll go inside for a minute or two if I start just to feel to cool really down. hot, yeah, just yeah. to cool down or whatever. Uh, you work out in the afternoon, and then uh, I work what? out in the afternoon. Well, the, I do like all of our prep work at, at about two o'clock in the afternoon, and then I hit my workout, and then after that, it's dinner time, hang out with my kids' time, and I'm usually in bed by about eight thirty nine. And then we do it all over again. And then again. we do it all over again. Yeah. Um, text of the 928. Have you ever dated a radio listener? 
I think for you, yeah, probably, yeah. For me, I I got into radio in 2006, uh-huh. and I was uh, dating my wife then, so I never I never got to dabble in what it's like to date a radio listener. Um, I don't think I've ever dated anyone who I knew was a listener before going out on a date with them. I think it was something that I found out afterwards. Okay. Or like they just knew of me, but I haven't dated anyone long term who was a listener. I can tell you my ex-boyfriend's parents are listeners of the show. They love the show. But now on your profiles and stuff, it says what you do, right? So, I mean, they would know. Yeah. I mean, it used to. I don't. Oh, you don't do that anymore? I don't have a profile anymore. Oh. So, it's hard to have it on my profile when I don't have any of the dating apps. (laughs) <laughs> sure, but you did though for a little bit when you I had did. it. I did. Yeah, because people get all bent out of shape about things. And so I think the last time I had a profile, it said something to the effect of, here's my Instagram. I'm not asking you to follow me, but know what you're getting into before yeah. you get into it. I think is what it said. But Yeah, because some dudes would be like, yeah, I'm all about it. And until then, I talk about you saying something stupid. On the radio, and yeah. their friends and family hear it, and they're like, can you please not talk about me? Which, ha- which has happened multiple times. But I feel like a lot of dudes, they'll just say what it takes to get to your pants. Yeah. And then uh, gets done, and then they start setting some new ground rules, mm-hmm. or attempting to set some new ground rules. Yeah. So yeah. I just kibosh that. There you go. Snip that right in the bud. There you go. Um, did you watch, uh, Jeremy wanted to know if either one of us watched the Stanley Cup. Yes. I did. Yeah. Uh, Golden Knights. And uh, I was, I'm kind of, I've been into it um, because of sports betting. Uh-huh. You know, I was into a, hockey a little bit at the beginning of the season because I had the uh, Coyote season tickets, which was the worst investment I made. Um, <laughs> definitely didn't make money back. You know, it was yeah. one of those things like we have a connection with the Coyotes and I weaseled my way in there because there was a waiting list mm-hmm. and, you know, they allowed me to, to go ahead and get tickets without being on the waiting list. And I'm like, great. I'm going to be able to sell these. I'll go to what games I want to go to. I'll sell the other ones. I'll make all my money back plus some. Uh-huh. No. No. No, didn't really work that way. It, 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 it didn't really work that way because the Coyotes sucked this last season. They didn't really do so well. Yeah, unfortunately. You know, so yeah. I mean, but going to the games, the especially there at Mullet Arena was great. So I kind of got into hockey a little bit and was watching, you know, Seattle Kraken got a new team. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, it's a couple of years, a couple of years old, but um and then as the, uh, the the playoffs started getting going, you know, I started watching there, yeah. I mean, the Stanley Cup was cool to watch Vegas win. Yeah. You know, Vegas, you know, before uh, we moved here and being from Seattle before they had their team, Vegas, I love Vegas. Vegas got a new team, so the that was the team that I rooted for and supported. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of cool, you know, to, to watch Vegas finally get the uh, Stanley Cup. And then when they got it in their own building there, T-Mobile Arena and uh, in the town that I love and – I was very envious of everybody there. Oh, I bet. I know. bet. Yeah. But yeah, it was fun. You never I watched it? I did not watch it. Nope, I did not watch it. Um, Asia wants to know if we have any, <laughs> do we have any news on Country Thunder 2024? <laughs> I heard one of the artists, everybody's going to freak out. Really? Yeah. I, I don't in, even know that. I was in Drew's office and uh, he told me, this is on Tuesday when I have Write it down meeting. so I can see, so I can be in on, in on the secret. Well, I want... Because now I want to be in and on the well, secret. it makes you overly react because... Uh, okay. <laughs> all right. Oh! Yeah, see? Yeah! I know, right? So you didn't have to act on that <laughs> one. That was going to be dope. Yeah. So uh, that is one, and he didn't tell me the other ones, but uh, that's the one that Troy 
told Drew that uh, he's that they've got him locked in. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, you guys are going to be so excited. So we know one. Good. We know one we know artist. One. But other than that, no. And we probably won't find out until like November. Yeah, I know. November, December, which is like a week before they announce it. Mm-hmm. That's typically when we find out. Because, yeah. Because we don't keep secrets. Yeah, not really. <laughs> We're really bad yeah. about keeping secrets. <laughs> not really. <laughs> Uh, the who is the best and worst art, country artist you've met? That is a text of the six oh two. Oh, oh, uh, best country artist we've met, or at least I've met. We'll have our own opinions on this, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, how about worst? Anybody top of mind? See, the hard thing about asking us questions like this is that we're really blessed in this job to like know artists personally. Yeah. And my opinion changes sometimes based on a lot of okay, things well, well worst interview was maddie and tay i oh but yeah. i mean it's not because of them as individuals uh-huh. they just had no interest at all uh-huh. with doing the radio tour that they were doing that or carly pierce Car- carly's been great well in person though and in person yeah i mean but the the last interview that we did with her was oh horrible. she was eating her banana and just kind of yeah <laughs> I was like, what is happening here? I was on the phone. Like, that was a phone interview that we had asked for because I think we were kind of trying to think that we were on to something with trying to get her to date Brett Eldridge. And then (laughs) Brett said that he would date her and we were trying to get something going. And I think she probably knew that's what it was. (laughs) But she had, like, just gotten done with a run or something. She was back on her bus and she was eating, eating away and I just did she, not care to be on the phone on, she had us on speakerphone yeah and it, yeah that was one of the worst too but <laughs> she yeah maddie and tay is that they're hard because it's two people and they sound so much alike that yeah. you never really know who you're talking to but those are the interviews like yeah. as far as in person was some did somebody ever let you down based on expectations cheyenne i mean you're somewhat new to the industry mm-hmm. um well, I knew, yeah, newer, you know, I mean, you've been doing it five years, yeah. six years now, yeah. you know, newer, but, you know, and that's what we enjoyed, well, at least I enjoyed, you know, bringing you on when we started this show is that you didn't drink the, the radio Kool-Aid, you know, you didn't have like, welcome to the radio, <laughs> you know, you didn't have that old thing, you're looking at it from a fresh perspective, uh-huh. you didn't drink of the Kool-Aid. You know, so now you being in it and being a part of it and going to meet an artist and and being a part of that, you know, you're kind of getting used to it now, but it was new to you back when you started. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure there were nerves involved and stuff like that. But I mean, being a listener like you were prior to working in radio and then working in radio and then having these high expectations, I'm sure, when meeting an artist, was there anybody that you went to go meet that you just kind of were like, you le- left, um, you were left kind of... Let down. Disappointed. Yeah. Um, oh, people are gonna be so bummed to hear this. Yes. And I would say if I was gonna pick anybody, the one person that I was really bummed out with, like I guess my meet and greet, because that's when I met them, was Eric Church. Oh, really? Yeah, I met him up in Washington State when he played the Gorge. Remember when he did his two day shows? Yeah. And they were both completely separate. Double, double down tour. Yeah, his double like down that. tour. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I will give him like some credit because he was running very late. But it really, like, his meet and greet really just felt like a conveyor belt of, like, pushing people in and pushing people out and go, 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 go. So that aside, it was really lackluster. Like, I really didn't get to say anything. It was just like, hi, I'm Cheyenne. Hi, American. And we, like, took a picture and away with it. He's one. He he, he did that with with us, too. He's not a big talker. Yeah. So that was really kind of a letdown. Uh, I would say Toby Keith. 
I saw him at the gorge uh-huh. and went went back and did the whole meet and greet thing. And it wasn't even individual photos. It wasn't individual, hey, how are yous? It was, all right, y'all, all 25 of you surround Toby. One photo. What? <laughs> one photo. Oh, that would disappoint me. It was a me. group shot with Toby Keith. Yeah. That would that would disappoint yeah. me. You're going to say hi to him personally, nothing like that. He just kind of wandered in, and there's a few people who were close to him, you know, that he shook their hand or yeah. whatever. But yeah, eventually his tour manager wrangled everybody and everybody get around Toby. Click. Oh boy. And then they escorted you back up to uh, the festival grounds. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, that would be really disappointing. As far as the best, you know, um, Lauren Elena was cool. She's uh, you know, um, Russell Dickerson's. Pretty cool. This last go around, though, he kind of kind of seemed like he wasn't into it. Yeah, all that much. I just think um, you know he's traveling with his family too. Like he's probably exhausted. Uh, Keith Urban's great on the phone. We haven't met him mm-hmm. in person yet. Keith Urban, you know, he always acknowledges you by name and pays attention to yeah. your questions and answers the questions. You want to know who else is like that though? Dirks. Dirks Bentley. Dirks yeah. is like that too. He's one of my favorite people to be like in front of because he is so personable. Yeah, he's cool. Uh, Garth was pretty cool too on the phone. Yeah. Um, anybody else stick out? Uh, I mean, just like my favorites because they're my favorite people. Like mm-hmm. Ashley McBride doesn't like you, nobody else holds a flame to Ashley. Yeah, to she's me. cool. She is one of my favorite humans, and Lainey Wilson, of course. Like Luke, Luke Bryan was cool at Country Thunder. Yeah. His hands were all over me. I was in the middle. <laughs> and he was just doing like a side hug the entire time. It was weird. That's true. That's <laughs> actually kind of cool. Really you know, and he was into it. You know, a guy like Luke Bryan, he could probably he could probably just say no radio interviews yeah. and be fine. But yeah, he was he came up and did the whole Country Thunder interview and mm-hmm. was, was into it. I would say everybody who was at Country Thunder this year definitely hits at the top of lists. Cody Johnson be- was great. Yeah, just because they were so great about coming up and doing autographs and shaking hands and like to see that from people who are truly are like superstars yeah. is it's amazing to see. I would like a redo with Luke Combs though. Um, Luke never did anything with us at Country Thunder. This yeah. is going back a, a, a number of years. October. Um, when no, no, oh yeah, when he was at Country Thunder. Yeah, yeah. No, but when I met him uh, oh. in a meet and greet. Okay. Um, it was another kind of rushed thing. You mm-hmm. know, he was just getting. Uh, he had, uh, if it rains, it pours. He had a good, like, three, four number ones already. <clears throat> and, like, he was pretty much at the top of his game, you know. So they were kind of, the the curtain was up. You couldn't watch anything go down. You're just kind of behind the curtain. You'd be rushed in, stand next to him, take a picture, and away you go. He says, hi, bye, hi, bye. Oh, yeah, hey. See, I hate those. Yeah. I would rather not do one than have an experience like that. Because, I mean, that basically what happens there is that everybody thinks that you're just there for the photo. Yeah. No, you want to shake the hand of the guy that you love his music and his songwriting yeah. because his so- music and, and, and songs resonate with you. Mm-hmm. And they, you want to be able to, to tell them that. Yeah. Because that's such a moment for so many people. And I'm sure some people may, you know, try and squeeze it in there mm-hmm. into the conversation. But no, they they rush you right in and out, you know. That's unfortunate. So Luke is one that we have yet to meet in person uh, because, I mean, when he was there at Country Thunder in that October, it was kind of like the first one since COVID, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. So they didn't do any meet and greets. They didn't do anything. Nothing. So it was just like we saw him. Like, he was outside playing football, and our photographer went to take a picture, and they were like, hey, uh-uh, uh delete those. And we're like, oh, Yeah, okay. that's right. I have one picture of us sitting in the, um, we are in the Airstream, and I could see him walking behind us. So I, like, took my phone in, like, selfie mode. 
And I like took a picture and I was like pointing at him and I was like, oh, no, but I was like so sneaky about it. Did they see her or no? No, oh, they, they didn't. Got that one by, huh? I did get that one by, which I couldn't believe that I did. Hardy's a good one. Hardy's great. I love Hardy. Carrie, uh, this goes way back though. Carrie may be different, but I mean, like fresh out of American Idol, that was a tough meet and greet. She yeah. wasn't into it. Yeah. This is ooh, 2007, 2008. Uh-huh. I think when I met Carrie. Uh, my wife would say the same thing. Uh, like It was just a weird looks that Carrie gave her. Um, Ew. I know. So, and I mean, it wasn't like that was, I was a, you know, it wasn't like Carrie was like, how are you with this hot man? I'm giving you dirty looks. <laughs> no. <laughs> and there was no reason for Carrie to give her dirty yeah, looks. Yeah. You know? I just was pro- I probably, you know, like I, I try to give them credit because like they're touring and they're tired and, you yeah. know, they've met, met 800 people by the time they get to you and it's just... Yeah. It's hard sometimes. Uh, you have any more questions over there? Yeah. Um, on my end. What? Why is it so common for radio people to get divorced? <sighs> I mean, it's a good question. I mean, I've seen it, you know, up there in Seattle. Um, Jackie and Bender were a show that I listened to growing up. Mm-hmm. They were on uh, Kiss FM in yeah. Seattle. They were a married couple, and they ended up divorced. Um, who else did this happen to recently? Um, Jubal up there in Seattle. <laughs> I got a lot of Seattle references. Yeah. Um, well, you spent a lot. You grew up there. So. Yeah. Yeah. Who him did? and his wife just got divorced. Yeah. But I think it comes down to like to answer the question personally. I think it's because like you have shows like us who spend a lot of time together, yeah. and I think that there's not open communication between one spouse and yeah. the on-air personality, and you know there's jealousy that doesn't get talked about, issues don't get resolved. Yeah, I can see if the home life isn't all that great. Yeah, how like coming to work and being like across from a female co-host or a male co-host, uh-huh. you know, could go both ways. Could be like that escape, and you enjoy that escape. And those jocks, those hosts, think that they could take that, you know, and and turn it into something, you know, Mm -hmm. like um, up in Boise, uh, Rick Dunn, right? Oh, yeah. Rick Rick and Carly. Yeah. Yeah. They they did mornings together for years and years and years. Uh And they both had their own respective spouses. They both ended up getting divorced. Mm -hmm. And now they're married as a married duo. Doing mornings up in yeah. Boise or Salt Lake. I don't. I don't know where they're at right now. But, um, but I mean, yeah, but it does happen, and I think that it it comes down to like lack of communication between you know you and your spouse and well, and setting jealousy. boundaries. And setting boundaries. Yeah, it is so easy as us as best friends to be able to joke, you know, mm-hmm. make dick jokes and fart jokes and you know everything else, yeah. and sexual references and stuff like that. But there's also got to be boundaries set to where you know you both aren't. Doing that, getting each other turned on, and then yeah, you know and what then I mean? going off yeah. and doing the things, yeah, and that makes it hard. And also, like we live our lives very transparently, so like if there's an argument at home, generally yeah. it creates content. And having that conversation, like people just don't have those conversations about what's acceptable uh, to bring on air and what's not. I wonder who the reference is. There anybody locally in radio that they're referencing? I don't know. I'm not sure. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Um, last question is, Cheyenne, are you still in a relationship? No. No, she's not. No, I am not. That ended a month and a half, two months? How long oh, has it been? yeah, a month. Uh, what's today? Almost two months. Wow, almost two months ago. Almost two months ago. Yeah. You were with Brandon for nine months, ten months? Yeah, no, almost ten. Almost ten months. 
found out that uh, you weren't the only one. <laughs> no, I was not. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. Well, it's not funny, but it's stupid. It's a horrible situation. Yeah. But I just remember, like, early on, you know, as I always do, is, is you know, I have to play a big brother, like, poking the bear, you mm-hmm. know, getting you riled up and, and asking questions and yeah. stuff like that. And, you know, I'm, I'm also looking out for you as well. And I don't know why. Maybe I had a feeling or something. I don't know. But I remember asking you, like, like three months in, I'm like, how do you, and I do this with all your, any, Every any dude that you talk to, them. any dude you talk to, I'm always like, how do you know that they don't have another girlfriend or another family somewhere? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you said, well, I'd like to know when he has the time. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember Joke that? Joke was on uh, me. Yeah. You're like, man, I, I wish I knew. There's no way he has the time to do that. Yeah. I'm on the phone with him before and after work, while he's at work. I know where he's at. He lives with his parents. And yeah. I mean, there, there was a list of reasons mm-hmm. that you listed out that mm-hmm. made sense is that he's got a full day. He's fully occupied. Yeah. He would not have any other t- time in his day to allow to have another relationship work or go spend the night at somebody else's house or anything else yeah. like that. Well, I was very much wrong. That's crazy. It just came down to like trust. Like I trusted him and I trusted that what he said that he was doing, he was actually doing. So it was all trust. It was all trust. It was 100% trust, which is crazy because I don't trust anybody. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, this child. (laughs) Child with a beard. This man child uh, (laughs) convinced me enough to like believe and hang on to his words and and it he wasn't, wasn't a talker. Some of the stuff he would say was it was sweet. I could yeah. see how you would like, oh, you know, and just like yeah. gush over what he was telling you. And, yeah. I, and in the back of my mind, I mean, granted, I you know, I I try to do nice things for my wife, but I'm not as freaking what he was doing to you. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, oh. he's making the rest of us guys look bad. <laughs> I mean, that was that was like super sweet what he said there. Yeah. Holy moly, yeah. You I know? mean, and he was, he is a sweet person. I do think, like, I will never say anything bad about him because I do, I do appreciate him. I appreciate the things that I learned in our relationship. Um, he taught me that, taught me that I'm able to love somebody on my own terms. I am able to trust people. You know, that's not gone, which is nice to know. And yeah. he was the first person I really trusted after, you know, splitting up with my ex fiance three years ago. But, I mean, there had to have been stuff. I mean, we've talked about, you know, your your window of opportunity to have kids is closing, mm-hmm. right? You're kind of at 32 years old. Mm-hmm. You kind of, you know, I mean, and you enjoyed looking at him. You enjoyed how you felt when you were with him. Mm-hmm. I'd assume that there were some flags that you overlooked. Oh, for sure. And, and yeah. looked past. Yeah. Because you enjoyed what you were dealing with right there yeah no there's definitely flags and like looking back now like i see those flags and i know those flags um for the first like three three weeks i would say like i was blaming myself for not catching those flags or not Uh. paying attention to them but then i had to like give myself some slack because i chose not to i gave up how do i explain this i gave up calling out the red flags in exchange for trust okay so I chose to trust that he was being honest with me yeah. rather than question. Because in my head, because I've been through so much, like I've been through ab- abuse and all sorts of things. Like once you start questioning things, you become the crazy person. Yeah. And then when you're home by yourself, you can allow your, I mean, I could see you 
allowing yourself into a spiral if you continue to think that oh he's definitely cheating on me now yeah i gotta i gotta figure out where he's at right now exactly exactly and i would do that that's something that i would totally do rather than that i mean and and that's something you've done in the past Mm -hmm. and you've you've talked about you know trying to better yourself as an individual to try and not do that again yeah and that and you're very proud of yourself as an individual in this relationship that you were able to do that yeah so like i did learn a lot i you know i learned how on my end of things Uh, My side of the relationship was very healthy, and it was the healthiest relationship I've ever given, Mm -hmm. and I think that that's really important and was a really big step for me. So as much as I prayed to God to make him my person, and I did, I prayed for him, I prayed over him, um, and all those things, I think that God went, you think that this is good? No, I have better. And I think that he was using Brandon as a way to ready me. To know, because like why I don't want God to bring my person into my life unless I am ready and that person is ready. Because to me, bringing up that person into your life when you're not ready, that's just so, such a waste. Yeah. So I think that, well, I'm hoping, I'm praying <laughs> that like I was almost ready, but I just needed one more trial run to have a healthy relationship on my end to show myself that I can and this is what this should look like and feel and maybe the next one will be the person. I'm glad you're realizing that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. You know, but in the moment, you're trying to, you know, you're tired of being single and dating and, yeah. and stuff like that. So you really wanted it to work. I did. So yeah. you did overlook stuff. But I'm glad you're realizing what you are, yeah. you know, after this. I mean, that's it's, great. you know, if you're going to go through something that's terrible and traumatic or whatever you want to, you know, yeah. define it as, the best thing that you can do is try to, you know, learn from it. Yeah. I'll never forget that day though when you when you called me, dude. I couldn't even understand what the hell you were saying on the phone. Oh, I was like, devastated. You were so devastating, crying, you know. And I, I knew it was around. I heard the word Brandon. Uh-huh. And aside from that, that's it. And I, and I'm like, okay, I can assume what's going on yeah. here, you know. Yeah. And, you know, I was gonna have you break it down to me over the phone. Well, I, I probably but, couldn't have. Yeah, it was yeah. on a Tuesday. Could barely understand what you were saying. Mm-hmm. You, I knew you needed the day off on Wednesday because you had. That's what you why you were calling. Mm-hmm. You know, and. um Man, just from where you were there to, to where you're at now, night and day. Yeah, it is. And it feels, yeah. I mean, it feels good. Like, I still have days. Like, a couple of days ago, I cried for about four or five hours. Four or five hours? Yeah. Um, but also, like, the oh. other thing, too, is, like, because I'm a single mom, I don't get to process things all at one time because I try to hide a lot of my, like, big emotions from my kids so that they're not seeing mom break down and cry. So since I've been home by myself for a couple of days, I've really been able to process emotions and cry things out that I hadn't been able to because I constantly have kids in my face. So it was nice. It was nice to be able to just break down and then the questions for the kids, like, why are you crying? Exactly. And I don't want to, I don't want to put them through that. So I, I could, I screamed and I cried and I cursed and I yelled and, you know, I really just got things out that I needed to get out, which was nice. Good. Yeah. Well, glad you're doing well, Cheyenne. Oh, thanks. Or am I assuming? You're doing well? You're yeah, good? I'm doing pretty good. All right, good. Yeah. All right. Well, we've got another uh, podcast of the books here. We're going to try and do this weekly. Uh, there may be some time. Some we say weeks. that every week. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I had it in my head that we had a guest like every time. And then Drew's like, no, you don't have to have a guest every time. Oh, All right. okay. All right. All right. That makes life a lot easier. But hey, if you do want to be a guest of the podcast, reach out to us, man. Yeah. I, I, we're fine with having anybody in here. I think everybody's got a unique story and unique life that they're just itching to tell us about and tell somebody about, you know? I mean, we're here to listen. It was uh, Terry and um, who were the last ones we had in here? Oh. Terry and Ron? Ron? Rob? I don't know. The, the dude that died and she revived him yeah. or something, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, that was a unique story based on something we were talking about on the air. He reached out, and we invited him in, and they came in and told their story. Mm -hmm. And you can just kind of scroll back on the On Demand channel and listen to that podcast if you haven't heard it yet. But uh, let's 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 put a little bow tie and move about our day. Got to, I mean, it's eleven thirty right now in the morning, and uh, if we're gonna get a nap in, we're gonna get rolling. Yep. All right, we talked, we talked about that earlier. <laughs> but uh, yeah, another episode of the books. Thank you for listening. Uh, please like, subscribe, do what you need to do. You know how those uh, the the whole podcast thing works. We'll see you next week. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 